So hello good people of the internet, this is Tommy Kelly and this is of course the Tommy Kelly podcast and this podcast, the recording of this podcast, I actually hope this records, has been the hardest podcast to ever record ever because anytime I go to do it, it just falls apart for many different things. I've been trying to record this podcast, not like, like different versions of it all for about a week and a half at this point and every time something goes wrong and um, it just doesn't happen. Last week there was no podcast put up because it was just, it became so frustrating um, that I was just on, I just couldn't face fake things would stop working, it wouldn't work, there'd be just noises, there would, you know, uh, suddenly people would um, arrive that I'd have to deal with, um, you know, there just wasn't, and then there wasn't time and there was just too much going on. Or I would start recording and then halfway through I'd just completely lose my train of thought and the whole thing would be gone or I just couldn't couldn't get my head around it anyway. So I said I'd leave it for the week just because it was just too much and it was just obviously not the time <laughs> to be going on. And then I had some time yesterday on Sunday where Vanessa said she would go to her parents' house with the baby and uh, give me some time to do the podcast and try and get, the, you know, get ahead or whatever. So, of course... Um, Immediately the computer stops working, you know, because that's that's the rule. And um, then it wouldn't read my hard drives when I got that working. Then the all my USBs stopped working. And then my microphone wouldn't work. Then when I finally got all that working and all that thing and everything right, the record button on Adobe Audition wouldn't work. <laughs> and so I finally got that sorted out and the whole thing done. And I recorded an entire podcast yesterday. And when I played it back, it was all distorted. All the, my voice had become really, really deep. So there was like some sort of phase shift on it or a pitch shift on it. It was all crackly and all totally useless and unusable. And uh, I, you know, just, I was going, oh man. It's very disheartening and very frustrating and very anger inducing when you're constantly trying to do something and it feels like the world is against you and that it's deliberately against you like that like all of these hindrances and annoyances and little things there's a kind of a, when it when you come from a new age kind of a background which i guess for the most part i do there's that whole thing of everything happens for a reason or, you know, these things, as my mother used to say, these things are here are sent to try you. But that there's some reason for it, that it's some sort of growth, it's part of the lesson, it's part of life. And it's part of how you become a greater person or you spiritually evolve or any of those things. Which is all well and good, other than that's mostly bullshit. Because so much happens in life where it's just frustration for the sake of frustration. It's just... Hurt for the sake of hurt. It's not like a learning thing. It's like that you feel that in some way. Because you look like I look around and go, well, what did I learn from the experience of being hindered and being frustrated, and for things around me breaking, and like what 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 is the lesson that I'm not getting there? And I suppose the lesson would be that I should check that if it's Mercury retrograde, <laughs> which it isn't. Well, for most of it, it is now. It turned retrograde in the 17th and it's the 19th now. Yeah. So that doesn't account for everything that's been happening over the last week or so or whatever. And besides, I'm pretty sure um, 
that whole metro retrograde, Mercury retrograde thing, I was going to say is rubbish, but it's obviously not rubbish because it affects so many people. It doesn't affect me in the way it affects you. I definitely get things that feel like I'm in Mercury retrograde, but they usually don't happen when Mercury is in retrograde or when other planets are in retrograde. It's usually, this is going to be the fun times and then everything goes, <laughs> falls apart or whatever. So yeah, I don't understand. I don't know what the lesson has been le- uh, meant to have learned from being constantly kind of frustrated. I have talked about this before. It's a definitely a pattern in my life that happens where I feel like I'm deliberately being antagonized by the universe or consciousness or whatever for whatever reason so much so that at one point I tried to um, humanize that or uh, demonize it even um, and give it a form and you know kind of a a servitor form or whatever to try and separate that that kind of thing because I'm not convinced excuse me, that even though it feels like you're being antagonised by, you know, the classic kind of demon devil thing that's kind of doing it for the fun of it, I'm not convinced of that. I actually had a conversation on Facebook recently. I put up a post about, on the Adventures from Wibu, uh, Facebook page about uh, someone who had made a Ouija board out of, you know, on the wooden floor or whatever. And who, who was to know that that would be one of the most controversial posts I've ever put up on um, Facebook? Oh, my God. People are really anti um are really scared of Ouija boards or, you know, the, that kind of thing. And it's kind of, just kind of come up, it's going, oh, well, if that's what, if you want to, someone said, if you want to have um, an unclosable demon portal in your house, then go for it. And I just go, well, I'm not, con- you know, I don't believe in demons. I don't, you know, so I, you'd, I think my response is, well, you would have to believe in demons in the first place to do that. People get really annoyed about that, that, that you know, oh, there's this fear of demons and anyway it, it asked someone else came in and it escalated into a kind of a this person was giving out to me saying i didn't understand magic and stuff which is you know perfectly understandable or perfectly a uh, legitimate attack to give me i don't understand uh, magic because no one does um and saying that i certainly didn't understand chaos magic and i'm saying well if you're saying that demons exist as actual things entities real entities and um, from a chaos magic point of view then i'm from my perspective other perspectives are available you aren't getting what chaos magic is because a certain chaos magic wouldn't in any way purport that any of this is real because in fact nothing is real etc etc but uh, yeah so my point was that i'm not uh, i don't <laughs> tangentially again tangentially tommy and um, that i'm uh, i don't believe in demons in the in this in the sense of oh, well i don't see thing is because i don't believe in demons or i don't believe demons are real i also don't believe i'm real or this is real, the, the room I'm in, or that the actual existence is real. So when I say I don't think demons are real, I don't think any of it's real. So it's, it's probably, in a sense, demons are as real. They're not as real as the bed that's sitting uh, across from me now. They're not as real as my wife. They're not as real as yeah, my mortgage. <laughs> um, but they're, they certainly can, ha- can act like they're real. And they can have an impact like the real, and they can certainly destroy people's lives uh, in many ways. And in the same way, any idea can do that. I see demons in the same way I see servitors as their ideas, and that's not, as I say, to downplay i to downplay demons. Right? It's to upplay or to um, you know bring up the idea of ideas being way more powerful than we give them credit for. So anyway. Just to go back saying that I don't, you know, so that's just to say that I don't think it's an actual demon. I'm not being, you know, antagonized by an actual 
goetic demon or some sort of spawn of hell or whatever but it's a good kind of descriptor of how it feels it feels like it being antagonized purposely for the sake of antagonism so rather than the new age thing oh there's something to learn here i don't feel there's any well i currently and uh, my entire life have been unable to actually uh, find a reason why other than it plays into some sort of victim mentality thing I have, which I have to be aware of because that is one of my shadow things. Now, all of that said, what is going on is that over on Patreon, we're doing this thing called uh, The Journey, which I've spoke about a couple of times on the podcast, a lot, I suppose, but not really an awful lot about it, more that it's happening. And so this month, basically what The Journey is, it's a year-long kind of meditative, shadow-working um, trying to sort, you know, trying to become a better person, trying to sort out some of your shadow stuff using meditation, servitors, and a monthly team, you know, so each month has a different team. And some months, um, well, not to get into it, this month is about death, and death as in when you die. I know my accent can sometimes uh, confuse people, it's not death as in you owe someone money, it's death as in you're going to die. And it's really, really been affecting me and really kicking my ass, and um, it's, it's, when people talk about um, going to the underworld, uh, in I never for years I never understood that expression. I thought you know go oh, I spent some time in the underworld. And I thought what are you on about? What does that mean? And weren't fully explained it. But there's a a video of you know at least I speak his name Jordan Peterson where he talks about the underworld as being something that that kind of place you go to when you're like depressed or down or when your life's falling apart or things, unexpected travesties have happened or things that are bad has happened and you don't know how to cope with you, you end up in this place, a mental place called the older world. And when I got that into my head, that is like something that absolutely describes a, a sensation that happens to me. So last week when all of this was going on, I'm, well, last week it's the previous, so it's about a week and a half in total. It's like the weekend before last weekend so whatever um 11 12 days ago it started i could just feel the descent um my but like the sinking the my brain just going and it was like very quick and and then i'm in that place again and this and it's just it's very hard to describe it's very hard to describe if it's like what is depression when you describe depression people have never been depressed they don't understand and you don't need to describe it to someone who, who who understands it. Because it's not just feeling sorry for yourself. It's not feeling sad. It's not feeling, um, oh, poor me. Uh, life isn't the way I want it to be. It's certainly not because I don't get enough exercise or I don't eat right. Um, and don't ever say that to a depressed person. Oh, my God. It's like that's the most condescending, wrong thing you can say to people. Um, because I exercise more than, I'd say, most of you. And I eat better than most of you. I don't know you all personally, but I'm saying knowing the uh, kind of average eating and exercise patterns that uh, people seem to have these days, I do more than the way more than the average. So it's not anything to do with eating or um, exercise, which is the first thing most people say to you. And it's uh, more than just, uh, oh, what have you to be depressed about? Number one, all of it. <laughs> Number two, I don't know. I don't know what it is and I don't know what the triggers are or whatever, but I know that the only way out of it is just to wait it out. And it can be days, it can be hours, it can be weeks. In this case, it was about a week and a half. And I'm a nightmare to be around because all I want to be is alone. I can't deal with anything. I can't, um, I'm totally stressed all the time. 
I'm totally anxious all the time and it totally feels like the world um, is not my friend. It's out to get me. It's the, you know, like kind of is, uh, I don't feel connected to people. I don't feel connected to life. And it all, it's like, so I think this this time, because it, has, it hasn't happened in a long time. I haven't been this bad in a long, long time. And I think it is connected to the, the whole thing that we're doing with debt in the, in the journey and meditating on debt. The first signs that happen, uh, things that happened at the beginning of this month when we started on the debt section is that my meditation just stopped instantly. It was just like I noticed I was lying in bed one night and it was late and I was tired and I went, oh, I haven't meditated today. And that's the first time in a long, long, long while that has happened. But the interesting thing is the next night, round about the same time, just about to fall asleep, I went, I went oh, look, I haven't meditated again today. And then, you know, that's all it takes. Two days, I haven't done it, and I haven't meditated in two weeks now. Um, the meditation I was doing was kind of, it was a death meditation. It was where you're letting everything go and yet you're preparing yourself for death. Um, you know, like anything that comes, rather than putting it aside, you'd let it go and see that it's, you know, it's, it's transist, tra- it's bleh, that word, uh, where it's, you know, it's only here for a short time and then it moves along and it's not, uh, it's not real, it's not eternal and all that kind of thing. You just let it go and you let it die to all the things. Another part of the, the journey that we're doing this month as part of the debt thing is that we're um, physically preparing for debt in the sense of sorting out things that you need to have sorted out if you died in the morning or you died at the end of the month, whatever it is. Like, so does your partner have um, access to your passwords, to you know, in, to your emails or any of that, that kind of stuff, to your bank accounts, to your, do they know where all your insurance details, all your savings, all your money, all of those things that someone needs to know about if you died. Um, have you all those type of things in order? Have you your will made? Do, do you know what um, where you want your stuff to go to? And also then decluttering your life in um, any of the stuff that you have around around you that you don't want to carry with you. You know that you, if or you'd be embarrassed to leave behind. Like you know you really weird porn collection on your computer that if you died you wouldn't want anyone to find. It's getting rid of all that stuff now. Doing it now. All of those books that you will never read that you know someone else will you know, give them away. All that junk you have in your room that you never sorted out, you've sorted out this month. So I've been doing all of this kind of stuff and it's been very hard and it's really kicking my ass and all that. And the kind of thing that comes to light about the whole thing is that dying is super attractive in many ways. And it just absolves you instantly of an awful lot of responsibilities, an awful lot of pain, an awful lot of hurt an awful lot of sadness, an awful lot of future and potential sadness and hurt and like that whole thing of knowing that everything around you is going to, you know, disintegrate and be destroyed. Everything around you is going to get sick and die. No one's getting out of here alive. You know, it's all, everything, is, the universe is eventually going to be frozen, uh, full of entry, everything's falling apart, all of that things. You know, you'll never have to worry about a mortgage payment again. You'll never have to worry about offending someone again. You never have to worry about a responsibility that you have. You never have to worry about being afraid again. You never have to have any of these things. It's just no longer those things are a factor because you're dead and you don't have to worry about them. All your stresses, all your anxiety, all of these things. Years ago, when I met Stuart Wilde uh, in Glastonbury, one of his helpers or his whoever she was, um, assistance entourage um, when we, we got to the pub at the end after the talk and we were hanging out and all that thing and I was kind of very high um, not in drugs or drinking or anything like that but just very elated and kind of a bit ener- energetically bouncy 
and uh, it was annoying <laughs> Stuart in some ways just, you need to chill a bit you know because it was like literally meeting my, my hero and I was quite young and all of those type of things and then um, so she was like doing a kind of an energy thing on me she was pulling down my energy she had my, her head her hands on my head and I kind of just kept chilling me out or whatever and she whispered in my ear and she says paraphrasing because it's years ago she's going um the problem the problem with you is that it's not that you're scared of debt the debt's too easy it's that you're scared of living or something approximate to that that's what was the gist of it and that's what I mean and that's so true because the prospect of debt or even of the whole thing of having never existed is when it's particularly when I'm in those that underworld down thing it's a very attractive kind of thing that kind of if, if you pose the question to myself at the time would you have preferred to never have existed the answer can be a lot of the times not not in my day-to-day -day life in that whatever that the underworld that when that happens when I descend and when things go wrong and that the answer would be yes I would prefer to have never existed more so than like to kill yourself and walk out because you cause an awful lot of pain that way and you know destruction and you you have a lot of responsibilities even though you didn't choose to come into this world it was chosen for well maybe you did on some level but the personality that is Tommy Kelly the human that is he certainly didn't because he you know he only existed from coming into this world and I don't believe Tommy Kelly exists after I die either I, if there is something that moves on afterwards it's probably more a collective thing um I don't think that the reincarnation thing, if it is a thing, is um, Tommy Kelly's not coming back. Certainly Tommy Kelly is going to die in the same way that Tommy Kelly, me currently, um, if I did have previous lives, they're all gone. There might be some part of me somewhere that has some sort of uh, collection of stuff that's happened to me. But, you know, this is the reincarnation and none of it's relevant. And so... You know, nothing moves on or whatever. So the idea of um, then having never existed, way more um, attractive over, you know, killing yourself. Because number one, you know, it's like the destruction around, like say, without getting too morbid, and I, I hate talking about the, these kinds of stuff because people get a bit strange with you afterwards. But like say someone who kills themselves is, is, is damaging an awful lot more around them than just themselves even though whatever situation they're in and I find it hard to because people you know say oh that's a cowardly act and all that kind of thing and I too it is a cowardly act in many ways but Alan Watts talks a bit about suicide in his um one of his talks I think it's uh, out of your mind and he's he's like kind of saying well it is it's a good it's a good question and, and it's a legitimate question is to ask, well, why don't we kill ourselves? Like, what is it that makes us want to go on even when life is unbearable for so many people? What is this drive? And of course, the materialism, the reductionist materialists <laughs> would say that it's, you know, the drive of nature and to, to procreate and to keep the species going and stuff like that. And um, so that's possibly true because from a spiritual point of view, the only counteraction you would have to that is damnation in hell, as you would have from the Christians for having, you know, anyone who committed suicide. You don't get to be buried in holy ground. You're shunned, you're cast away and all that as a way to, you know, to stop people from doing it. Because, like, it seems like, a, in many ways, a, legit, a legitimate kind of thing to do. In the same way, euthanasia, we have such issues with that, that, we, you know, someone who's in terrible, you know, horrible, disgusting 
pain and all this, but yet aren't allowed legally to end their own pain because of the sacrosanct of life and how special it is. And it's so special that you should be tortured to hold on to it. So all of those things the make it make the whole idea of you know it's more kind of pleasing if you want. I don't 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 know if that's the right word. Um, to wish for having non-existed in the first place because you don't you know no one's going to miss you because you haven't you know you haven't existed. You're not letting anyone down because you never existed. You're not giving up your responsibilities that you have because you never had responsibilities in the first place. You are not, um, you know, you're not doing any of these things where you're, you're passing by suicide, say, and it's destructive, whereas having not existed is not destructive because you have nothing to destruct because you never existed. Now, the world would be different, um, and depending on who you are, the world would be a small bit different or a huge bit different, uh, and all of those things. So these are kind of the meditations I've been having and the thoughts I've been having all because I've been, you know, situated in the whole debt meditation and the debt, the throes of debt. And, you know, these are the things I asked for when I set up and I was doing the journey. I said I was going to do it to the best of my ability. So I knew it would be dark and horrible places. And certainly this one is the nadir of the year by far this has kicked my arse totally also not helped by the uh, daylight saving times where uh, you, you lose an hour and you, you you feel like you're in constant darkness and particularly in ireland where there's constant darkness most of the time anyway and i do have my vitamin d and i also around this time of course my um i take 5-hdp because it keeps me sane i i ran out of 5-hdp and so those that uh, all happening all all sort of coagulating into one kind of horribleness um, that in some ways got a magical echo of not being able to do the podcast because I couldn't because I wasn't able to or it feels like I wasn't let in some ways so to kind of bring this round to having some sort of point and some sort of what can we do with all this and how how is this in some way relevant to other people and what have I learned from this? When I say I have learned nothing from the frustrations of being frustrated, and um, there's probably a lesson in that. It's just something that I fe- I feel an awful lot over my life, and um, that I've been held back or deliberately antagonised. A lot of victim playing in that seems to be something else to it that I'm just not getting. But what have I learned from so far? From you know halfway through the month of hanging out with debt. And about the attractiveness of debt, and rather than being scared of debts, you know, you can you can see it as something positive, not positive. You don't see it as something positive, but see a benefit to it. There's certainly a benefit to it. I'm not sure it's a positive benefit, but it's a benefit in that it, there's a cessation of suffering, in the sense of dukkha. There's a cessation of dukkha, um, where the Buddhists would promise, though, however, that it's not the end of the cycle. That there's just more ahead. What is the thing? Well, the thing is that I have to learn and I have to, to go for is rather than seeing it from the point of view of um, to die is to be released, um, is to find reasons to live and to find things that are, that you would, if you didn't exist, if you had that thing, that question of would it have been better to not have existed, to be able to answer that, no, because of this. And I think kind of an explanation of that um, 
is a great way to, to, to look at it because it's that whole thing of when you start doing like say gratitude stuff and ever it does kind of change your mind and your mentality a bit so i think having a focus away from seeing things as a benefit to cessation of suffering and instead trying to cultivating positive not positively cultivating um reasons to live is, is a nice kind of spin on thing and a good change and something that i i should work on and it's more than just um reasons to live past duty and past responsibility so it's like while it, there's a reason to live is because i have a baby and i have a wife and they're good reasons to live they're still in many ways can be seen as a duty and as a responsibility and a guilt for not doing it rather than as a pleasure in a way that's not to say that there's not a pleasure but that's not certainly not what i'm saying but you could it can be framed in that way so it's not necessarily that kind of thing i'm talking about i'm talking about things where there's a lack of duty or responsibility where there's just a a place of joy of pleasure of pleasure for the sake of pleasure not pleasure for the sake of learning or for furthering yourself it's like reading a fiction book that you're not going to learn anything about other than you really enjoyed the story, which is just something I find it so hard to do these days. And I used to love reading fiction, but I kind of have to force myself into doing it because it feels like, but I'm not learning, I'm not growing as a person from this, even though you're always learning no matter what you're doing. But, you know, you'd be better off learning or reading some sort of biography and learning from, you know, someone or a textbook or some occult uh, book or, you know, a grimoire or something that, you know, you know is greater or building your knowledge or um and somehow you're you know adding to your growth as a person and your, your personal development you know maybe you should be reading personal development books or you know where you can't just settle and watch a dumb movie you know in the back of your mind you're going i should be watching a documentary or doing a udemy course or some sort of thing you know just to, to cut this constant growth that even happened when i was doing the photography where i said i want a hobby i want something that i enjoy and do it and then i joined the club and i got into competitive uh, photography and got it all so serious and it got the whole day and it was just it was when i left that i was going what was i at i wanted a hobby and you ended up doing the exact pattern that you always do trying to take something that you enjoy and justifying it so that you don't have to feel guilty about it just because you enjoy it so just find out but oh i can put this into my self-improvement section of my brain and then i can justify doing all of this photography because i'm there's part of me that won't justify it because it's seen as an indulgence or you know to, to how god forbid that you do something for the sake of pleasure and that is uh, you know only for pleasure so the cultivation of reasons to live is the move towards pleasure and enjoyment and the moments of enjoyment and um, past duty past responsibility past all of these things that you, all the mind stuff that you've pushed yourself through in order to justify it's like we work so that we can afford you know to spend more time at work in a, in a lot of ways you know rather than we work to enjoy ourselves and uh to you know to further ourselves to get out of working you know or to to get we do things that we don't want to do and then end up spiraling that with our life becomes about these things that we don't want to do and I, like i mean this comes from a guy who has such a blessed life and, and for the most part totally gets to do what he wants to do didn't for a long while of course and it's an engineered life and including lots of small s sacrifices um, small s sacrifices because I don't work in a coal mine and you know all of those things uh, and I'm a white man in the first world uh, 
middle class, all of these things, you know. So small less sacrifices. But um yeah, so I think hopefully this recorded, this podcast. It's been a very tough one for me. Um hopefully it's not been too negative and you know, don't be worried about me. This isn't a cry for help. This is me processing out loud things that I've been going through. In, and I, one of my patterns is this frustration, feeling frustrated, antagonised by life and things breaking around me. So talking about that is now making it a thing. It's now, it's outside me. The the underworld, the darkness places that I talk about, it, they're happening less and less. But when they do happen, I'm not going to ignore them and I'm not going to hide from them. I'm not going to be embarrassed by them. I'm not going to pretend they don't happen. Um, least uh, people think by it, for whatever reason, from the podcast or the website or the blog or the videos, whatever, that I'm in some way uh, insinuate or unfair that I have all things worked out, that my life is perfect, that I have all the answers. I certainly don't. I have weeks, a uh, week and a half where it's just I fall apart as a person, that I go, you know, just I, it all falls apart and I, I can't cope. And, you know, it's just all of these things. Um. So I want to be open and honest about all of those things as well and get all of that out. Then try to cultivate some happiness. Not, not, I'm, I'm, that's not because happiness kind of, I'm not unhappy. That it, it, It's not an unhappiness thing. Cultivate some positivity, some uh, pleasure. Doing things for pleasure. I'm going to start playing games again, PC games. Um, again, like it's, it's, it's so odd. My justification, I got a new graphics card and um, thanks in part uh, to the patrons who support me on Patreon and I got uh, an SSD and upgrading my computer and all that thing and that's m massively going to improve my work life and I can really uh, utilize the 3D modeling type stuff and the 3D elements of Clip Studio and Photoshop's going to run like a dream and all these things brilliant or whatever and uh, the, the uh, thing of it is of course is that um, I get to play you know games and, and ultra setting and stuff like that whereas i would never have just bought the graphic card just for a pleasure thing but it's it's thankfully it's coming at the right time where i can both be part of me can justify it as work and as a tax thing as well because it's an expense a business expense while also see uh, getting a, a pleasure side of it, out of it but i want to move towards doing things purely for pleasure purely for to get it by a uh, buy a graphics card purely just to play games on or whatever but I'm not there yet but that's the kind of my focus of what I'm trying to do where I'm trying to be at so good people of the internet um this is what it is and um I'm not going to do the, the usual outro kind of thing on this one where I try to sell you <laughs> stuff or point you in the right direction I want the, um, there's going to be changes in the podcast and uh, I'm trying to jig it around and trying to make it a bit more, I don't know, a bit more more what I wanted to do and stuff like that. And it's becoming a bit formulaic and uh, um, things like that. So if you want to know more about me, go to adventuresandwoobo.com. All of the stuff is there. Everywhere. Uh, you'll find everything you could possibly need. You don't need me to ramble on here about um, all the different places. So good people of the internet, may you have a wonderful week and may... If you ever visit the underworld, may come out soon and uh, with some, you know, some positive change within. And if it is at all possible that you are similar to me in how you think or how you act, then try to cultivate um, opportunities in your life 
to explore pleasure for the sake of pleasure without duty, without responsibility, without trying to, without justification, without quantifying it, without qualifying it, without making excuses for it. Pleasure for the sake of pleasure. And may we all find so many more reasons to live and to want to be around and to never answer the question, would you be better off have never existed in the negative and only feel that it's, this is a positive thing. So good people of the internet, be well. Thank you.